Yo, welcome to Wagdai Weekly. This is episode number two, the community podcast spaces where we cover all things Wagdai. Wagdai is a Web3 based project that utilizes theatrical storytelling, both on chain and off, with fantasy role playing to create an immersive adventure experience. God, that's a mouthful. This is uh, Wolf in the Studio broadcasting live through Luda the Beacon. At any time, hit that mic on your lower left screen to claim your seat. Uh, let's kick things off with King. Yo, what's up? Welcome. Hello. Wag Guy Weekly back up in this shit. Dude, this is a good routine. I think I think this is good. I'm glad we're doing this. Uh, very exciting. Guys, there was just something dropped like literally two seconds ago. But before we dive into that, let's say hi to that. How you doing, homie? Good to have you with us again. Hey, all. Good afternoon or good evening. I guess it's 8 p.m. here. Um, yeah, night. Uh, Wolf, nice to see you sitting in the studio. Great job. And we got the uh, the map piece posted up there. Okay, I know some people had some speculations about what would be included in terms of site features. You know what, too? I was just looking at that because I was one of those people, I think, when I was saying there would mm-hmm. be a map of Turlo, and I, I don't know if it was King or you that was like, well, what's there going to be? And I was like, well, there'll be crossroads, left path, right path, inner chamber. Nope. <laughs> uh, it's uh, Raptor Burrows, the Red Horn, and Mount Turlo. That's interesting. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess the only thing that's not visible here is the is the concept of the inner chamber uh you know didn't again uh oh so the sealed gates of turlo like are right at the end of that road there and then it just all leads into this that's kind of crazy yeah something i'm looking at too is i see well a, a lot more than that but obviously on the outer rims on a separate piece of land you see um kind of chapelish building with a pillar like uh, formation next to it on the top there. And then on the far left as well, some kind of other small building tower with two entrances. And then what looks like to, well, it appears to be a sunken fortress on the far right. So lots of, uh, lots of fun landscape details. Right. It's got me thinking that uh, if a lot of that, like, because there's actually, there's, there's another, um, buried kind of fortress on the left as well. And and as you look close near Mount Turley, you can see more little buildings kind of like stuck into the earth. And it's got me wondering if that's all like the devastation of what I assume to be the eruption of, of Mount Turley when Uriah uh, merged with it and did the whole kaboom thing. Uh, you know, a, a sort of Pompeii situation where everything just gets like, you know, covered in, in lava and and away we go, buried for eternity. But this is also, I mean, we're at the edge of a map here. This is, this is as far north as we could, we could go, at least on this, uh, you know, vertical or whatever. Yeah, you know what's crazy? So another thing that I had speculated, and I guess I was wrong, is I really thought that we were going to see, like, Mount Turlo was going to be, like, part mountain, part Uria, you know, like, uh, kind of welded into it, kind of like how we saw with PU um, in the Primordial Garden. So I was definitely wrong. 
But uh, one thing's for certain, we did see that, you know, we saw pictures of the red horn when it was blown. And I remember before we got to that part with Grimlock, people were thinking that, uh, you know, this might be like some small little item that would end up being maybe a Concord token, something we could carry. And the pictures made it seem pretty big. But now the fact that you can see it from the map, <laughs> you know, like this giant thing, like, yeah, that, that, that thing's not going anywhere. There's, nobody's going to be taking the red horn home. Right, yeah, too too big. Uh, but this is great. This is really cool, and and it's a and the map bridges. Um, I, I'm guessing its positioning here is like you know halfway in between the, the the piece of the map with the primordial lands and the one with the sealed gate and uh, the festival tournament, and it kind of bridges that that you know tear that down the two of them. Um, that's really cool, and I'm, I'm looking to see how I haven't I haven't aligned the pieces in Photoshop yet or anything, but I'm curious to see if any of these paths um, are going to mean anything later on because they do look like they connect up. Yeah, yeah. Prince, was... is, Prince is probably in the DMs of the two right now, <laughs> trying to get the uh, transparent one. Yeah, I was just about to say I'm I'm definitely looking forward to seeing all six pieces together. Um, it really helps me at least when I can visualize and see it all laying out um, and lined up. Her silence, you like what you see? Oh yeah, man. Um, there's a, it looks like in the corner, there's a bell end up there. Um, somebody said it's a whale tail. I disagree. I think it's a bell end, but um, yeah, man, I agree that like the map for me, like seeing it helps me visual. It's, it's weird. Like people ask me all the time, like, so what are, what are they building away there? The first thing I think is, we get this fucking map, okay? Like, and you can see all these points on it. This guy, this bussing ass guy, Prince Hamdo built this thing, right? It's it's really for me. It's like one of those things. Like when I when I hear a story or I'm immersed in a story, I love to see like like supplemental information. Like, um, I'm one of those nerds. Like, I play World of Warcraft, but I got the coffee table encyclopedia book thing too, you know? Or like the Blade Runner thing, or like the like I buy art books and I buy like technical things for fucking star trek that i like to read and like just kind of immerse myself more i love the map like it's just so cool to me like i, I have to echo what uh what wolf said about that by the way you, you kind of just you know made that shot out there uh kind of a little inside joke for wag die about the whole bell end um and i don't know if we're gonna break up our order of things <laughs> for for people who missed out but that that was kind of a Go playback uh, a call to uh Julian's journey to the to the Darkblade Guild. Yeah, I mean, might as, might as well touch on touch on Julian's stuff. I mean, it, it's weird. Ju Julian's uh, adventure studies, Julian's studies, I guess, kind of bridged the gap between, uh, you know, community story development and like official war as well. There's there's something really special been happening there. And to catch everybody up who, who hasn't been following along, uh, Julian Tryhard is a community member, a much beloved community member who um, has been on a couple of adventures with us and, and done really great um, character work in, in spaces and such. Um, and recently, you know, there's been a bit of a uh, an, an uneasy truce between the Concord of Research and the Darkblade Guild, um, specifically over this uh, Jester's Wand that they had earned after the Grand Festival, the tournament. Um, and Julian has since traveled to Crow's Den. His his wag guy is in their possession. Um, 
and he is studying this uh, this uh, this jester's wand to uncover its secrets. And we got um, a, an incredible space is filled with like some really great live puzzles um, that uncovered the the, the secrets uh, that, that opened up the the jester's wand, activated it, um, in, <laughs> including a pretty good gag about a bell end. Um, and then we got some like serious lore um, delivered through his superb voice talent, um, but and, and in a in a video. But it was all through you know community organized spaces and community driven character development. So um, you know I want to talk I think two parts about this. You know one the that that sort of like you know close of the divide between the two I guess portions of Ragdie here. Um, but also the actual content itself, you know, learning about the nameless charter and like the depths of the Noxium brew and the, you know, position of the grand jesters within the world. So, I mean, did, does anybody have any big takeaways in terms of like structurally or narratively what, what that whole escapade has delivered or any foretelling of what's to come for Julian next? One thing I do want to say, like just listening to this, um, and I've also been, I pinned up some of this, you know, some pieces. There was a recent drop that just happened actually recently from Julian right now, but <clears throat> I also pinned up at top those videos, which you'll have to, if you haven't, you'll have to watch them after this space. Um, but uh, just, you know, seeing it from an outside perspective and reflecting back on, cause sometimes it's hard to, you know, really pay attention to and appreciate things in the moment. Like, I mean, some of these, you know, we have people in the space that are contributing to the story and giving us experiences very akin and, and familiar to, you know, what the Wagdai devs are doing. Um, the way that Julian in the Darkblade Guild involved us in this um, interactive experience through Twitter with the spaces, you know, and they were um, putting images and gifts up and gifts up and, uh, you know, having to solve riddles to unlock each next piece before we got this. Then we got a video drop, you know, with audio. Um, it was all just really incredible. And yeah, like very rich with uh, lore tying into Yorn, Yogg, um, as well as touching on some, some of the, the lore dumps that we got from Mount Turlo, which for those who missed that should definitely <clears throat> go listen to last week's uh, Wagdite Weekly Recap. We definitely dive into all of the Yuri and Turlo, but also... With a, I feel like you know, twist of a Julian's own um, tying in the Noxium brew, which we know since the tournament um, when, or I, I don't know if it was the tournament when Julian came up. Based, you know, for, during the tournament, Julian was enjoying the Noxium brew um, rather than participating in the tournament, uh, just watching and drinking. And sometime shortly thereafter the tournament, he came up and, and was trying to peddle his own version of the Noxium brew. So. There's something going on there with Julian and that brew. Well, who, who wouldn't like the Noxian brew? Now that we've learned the uh, the, the strength of its potency uh, is, you know, there's there's some good allegory in there, whatever you want to call it, um, about how it, it can become all-consuming. Uh, we got Brennan coming as well. How's it going, dude? Um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited to see how this storyline resolves. Uh, I I noticed that even though we've gotten uh, some details on the wand, uh, Julian is still not home. Julian is still not safe. <laughs> Julian is still in the crow's den with the Dark Blade Guild, and we don't know what's going to happen to him. So I've got my fingers crossed. Nothing better happen to that boy. 
Also, uh, I saw somebody, um, you know, in the public square was uh, using some uh, uh, carrier pigeons to try and um, get more details about what a bell end was. And I highly suggest you avoid that. <laughs> uh, the, the definitions that you might find there in the up in the air um, in the, the Google verse. Um, the, the bell end that we were talking about is at the end of the jester's wand. Um, that was one of the clues when we were solving these puzzles with Julian and the dark blade guild, uh, it, you know, it, um, yeah, that's the bell end. Uh, you know what we're talking about, right? But, uh, <laughs> it was a phallic wand just for clarity, but yeah. Um, let's, uh, let me say what's up to, uh, Brennan real quick. Yeah. I just want to say, when are we sending our Noxian brew to Julian? I've been telling him I want to send it and he doesn't accept it anymore. So I, his, his addiction isn't as strong as you think it is. Interesting. You've been, you've been, did you, did you actually send it or just offer to send it? Well, I just keep asking him, when do I send you my brew? When do I get my homemade brew in exchange? Uh, it's, it's an interesting conundrum. Has anyone sent their, their Noxian brew to Julian? I have not, but I know I'm tempted now. All right, nope. I'll just do it. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I was going to say, I have not either, but um, funny enough, I did actually share one of my travelers um, who is, you know, holding on to the Noxian brew that I have, and I have one extra one. So, and I, th I think I even mentioned there that, you know, it has Julian's name on it when he's ready to uh, make his own Noxian brew. I will also say on the uh, on the topic of passing around uh, tokens of Concord, um, we did get quite a few artificers crystals out of Rita or uh, or her machine uh, this week as well. There were um, what was there five or six puzzles uh, throughout the week at, at various times that uh, you know once solved would deliver one, two, or three um, artificers crystals. Um, now. You know, with the, the total distribution being 30 handed out to players, um, I, I, I had happened to get a couple of them, but I, I've decided to pass them on to uh, uh, Sullivan the Silent, who I believe is probably a good uh, keeper of these things. I don't know um, what purpose they're going to have in the future, but um, it's good to see more tokens getting out to the community without life and death risk. Um, but also, you know, I'm. I'm I'm glad to see uh, more Concords starting to get the strong roots with the tokens being passed around. I agree. And I definitely want to give a quick shout out to um, ISK, which is a Twitter handle uh, at, I, I don't know, let's fucking go. IDK underscore LFG. Um, he was the first to figure out that each time Rita's dials on her weird machine, which was straight out of, um, God, what's, his... oh, uh, man. Um, the guy who, you know, does the fly Cronenberg. It was very Cronenberg esque looking, um, device, although it should have been, it should have had more flesh on it, I guess, to be Cronenberg. But, um, every time the dial pointed, so there was the first was 22, then 20, then 22, then three, before we even got to that 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 far in it, um, Is figured out that it was the hours to the next riddle. So by that point, you know, when th when the three came up and the four came up, and then the, the, finally the 49, which is, you know, that's where Rita's final message uh, space will take place on uh, 9 p.m. September 7th. 
but uh yeah that was that was really cool do we do we have any theories on i mean is this is this a good buy from Rita? Like, first off, the whole thing opened with Rita being glitchy as hell, right? She was literally, literally glitching out like hardcore. Uh, and and you got to remember that the, she's she's an artificer. We don't we have no idea how much ancient technology is in her. Through the puzzles, we also learned she's from the from the goddamn fourth cycle. She's ancient. I had I I had no idea she was that old when she instead she'd been around through she survived past cycles. I did not imagine she had been here since almost the beginning. So that's a lot of history to have seen. Um, and like our loss of Gregor, you know, it's kind of uh, bittersweet for me. I like it when characters have satisfying conclusions and especially conclusions on their own terms and, you know, in all kinds of stories. But uh, there's a lot of information there and I don't know if we're ever going to have another chance um, you know, to, to, you know, those are the two oldest people we've ever met apart from she who smiles. Um, but I don't know if we're ever going to get another person that old with that much information. Yeah. You, you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. I think that's, that's the trend of all these wag die characters. Yeah. My, my personal thought on it is, I mean, just like Gregor, it's, you know, both of them, it seems like they've been around long enough. Um, you know, and if they're ready for peace, I'm all for it. Um, I'm just, I guess I'm, I'm, well, we don't know so far, right? But I was early on when she was waking out, I was really suspecting that this thing was going to be like a bomb or some kind of crazy device that was going to count down to our doom. But, and maybe there still is room for that. Who knows what, uh, what she was doing, you know, maybe calling on the artificial God to come kick our ass, um, by releasing these things. But, it's still up in the air, and I'm I'm definitely looking forward to this space, uh, which will actually be tomorrow night. Do you, Do you have any big predictions? I think the machine has to come back for a bigger role. Um, I think it, it obviously wasn't. I, I don't know. To me, it wasn't just a you know a talk depositor via riddles. I think it has a greater function to serve. Uh, something she she's expressed a lot while she was glitching out is that she needs to go home. So I wonder what that means. Like, is she is she gonna die in you know the most basic sense, or is she gonna depart for some other purpose? She's, um, she's an ET. She's been an ET all along. <laughs> yeah, she's gonna, home. she's gonna float into the air and up and out. Um, yeah, I, I wonder, is it going to be a Lord Dump? If it is, who's the, is is a figure of the 17 going to be the central character in her content? Is she going to talk more about herself, about the world? I don't know. Will the uh, Lost Gnome be mentioned? Something. What Gnome? What Gnome? <laughs> I was going to say something to consider, too, that I just thought of, I guess. You remember early on when we first got to the stalwart and like obviously you know remo and, and his crew had kind of taken over it right and then um rita rita helped take it back and kind of you know free gregor and zell but if rita's leaving now like does that mean that we're at a place where we can kind of defend this our, on our own or what's going to happen to the stalwart you know like is it going to be safe for us to travel away um, is there others who are looking to invade it? Like, is there anything like that that we should be concerned about? Something to consider, I guess. 
Oh shit, that dude, you're you're absolutely right. I because I I just did that whole um for the for the other podcast. I uh, just recently finished the script that you know the whole liberation of Stalwart Fortress, and it's like very explicit that like Rita and her people are responsible for keeping it safe. Which, yeah, man, we might have a we might have some duties to play uh, at play now. Um, if she's gone, I mean, I'm sure there's others that uh, you know that are still there, um, but it's just Zell all on his own some now, right? Uh, homie doesn't mind being alone, but like, goddamn, if something comes in, like, and we're not there, <laughs> what what happens? A fun idea is that her device, in some way or form, weaponizes Luda or increases her reach, right? Because even when we were first approaching the stalwart, it was like everyone in the vicinity was blasted with like visions. So you know, when she was glitching out too, she was saying that Luda is more, Luda does more, right, than 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 a beacon or whatever. That's true. We we also have been war- you know warned that uh, uh, that being around Luda <laughs> with with his uh, beacon is kind of like uh, you know it's just, it sounds like it's pretty dangerous for normal people unless you have field notes or or something right. I think they talked about that as well. And um, obviously, maybe even if you have those things and or you're allowed to be there, I'm pretty sure that you know maybe. Or let's just say, too, if you're already a little unhinged like Rita was and she's already been through a lot, it probably doesn't help to have Luda's uh, signals just constantly floating around her. Yeah, that's uh, I mean, we'll we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. Uh, I'm 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 quite looking forward to that spaces. Uh, that's September 7th at 9 p.m. EST. The spaces have been very, very good lately. So I think uh, we're, we're probably in for something um, exciting. Uh, and and on our way to, I guess, whatever chapter comes next, you know, um, it's slowly developing, but we'll uh, we'll see what happens. Um, there's been quite a lot of stuff going on in the community side of uh, Wagdai this week as well. Um, do we want to go over? So you guys, some of you guys have dove into some of these characters more than I have, um, but it looks like we've we've had quite a few. Um, like new accounts come out and also uh, uh, for existing accounts kind of getting deeper into their lore. Yeah, before we dive into fully community driven um, things, but I mean, it's, it's still kind of uh, anyways, the keepers of the conclave have made an appearance on Twitter and it seems that they're, you know, they're going to be providing official updates and news from the world of Wagdai. Um, to make things more, you know, accessible and easier for people, it seems like they're, you know, they're avoiding the old English font <laughs> that some people loathe and others uh, have grown to love. Um, and, uh, you know, they came out the gates running, uh, basically dropping a thread on letting people know how governance has been working um, within Wagdai and, you know, what we've been doing with the Conclave, as well as highlighting some of our proposals and, you know, even the the other recap podcasts that you're a part of, King. Right, yeah, that, that, that account is is Keepers of Wagdai on Twitter. Um, it's, it's good to see. Uh, I think, as you know, the, the whole point of the Conclave is open and transparency, and I think that just makes it all the more accessible for you know, anybody who doesn't, you know, check it all the time like we do. I remember, I, I think I saw it yesterday, but 
I we it was when we were waiting for the next riddle to pop up, and so I went to the main account, and then where you usually see that zero following count, I saw a one. I was like, wait a second, what is this? Keepers of Wag Die, um, and I, you know, we we were saying how it's a good move. I I said this to King, I think, and uh, you know, just making the comparison to um, uh, I'm just gonna say Moon Runners, right? How they broke. Uh, the fourth wall and choosing to connect with their community and it's totally fine it's a choice they made they chose to make right but you know how Wagdai is kind of using this as the, the circumventing right that it's like these people are the, the way for um, the conventional crowd to engage with the logistical and administrative side of Wagdai with the main account still able to keep its you know in in story approach so I think it's really smart and I hope it you know it's going to play out quite well um, something fun, the Keepers of Wagdai is following an account called Mazray D. And this account is a character linked to an OpenSea account uh, or dresser wallet that actually Council of Six had dug up earlier and thrown in the public square. So let the speculations begin. You can go check that out. And this also was what we decided was dev because the map at least this was my finding was a clean version of the map with no burn marks or no discoloring like post-processing that they did on the map so they must have had a clean simple version that they took pictures from um because we found out where it was on the map but it was like right by where half of it was burned off but this map captured like it's where it said it was located the end had a full picture encompassing the entire object or the entire end and it's interesting, Brennan, I don't know if you have the wallet address on file, but the the banner of the character's Twitter page, the depiction of the map is different than the one we were looking at on his uh, OpenSea account. So I wonder if they're still different or did they did the OpenSea one change to the one on its Twitter? Yeah. Interesting. Well, I mean, you know, like if we want to also talk like high level projecty kind of things, you know, degen modes and all that, like, I think it is a good step for the project. You know, it's being, I love the anonymity. I love the storytelling focus, the never breaking character, but not everybody is like me. You know, there are a lot of people who have only opportunities for a cursory glance. They're looking to understand governance. They're looking to understand the the activities of the project and, and it can't always be you know nobody everybody's got the time to decipher these things so um i think it's a good move i'm looking forward to seeing you know what they um you know how they continue to format things and what else continues to come out of that but um for now i think it's a good first couple steps and um exciting to see how it you know it, i don't think it's I, will it ever lead into character stuff probably not but um you know it's good to to have a place that you know doesn't have to be all narrative all the time agreed i i i think it's a it's a great step forward and um you know it's it's there for those who, who appreciate it but like you said it doesn't interrupt the flow of the main account and the way that that's been going since day one which you know it will always be appreciated by those who've, who've obviously been here this whole time and you know especially too when you go to fate of wag die Dot com where you could easily just you know read through all the tweets you can even translate them 
Um, if you hit the translate button, it brings into, into regular English, not the old uh, English font. Um, so it's easier to read. And uh, yeah, I agree that if, if that account started, you know, stopped doing what it, what it was doing and started trying to do this as well, you know, it's, it's juggling too many things and it kind of might throw some people off to try and please others. So I, I agree. I like that they're kind of uh, keeping it separate. Right on. But what else has been going on in the community space? There's, there's been a couple new other new accounts, right? Yeah. So one that popped up that I thought was kind of interesting was this uh, Ouroboros, which I'm always I've always been a fan of the, you know, the the the, the original Ouroboros, which is, you know, the serpent eating its own tail. Sometimes you see a dragon eating its own tail. And um, I, I myself even um, had somebody I commissioned somebody to do one with a wolf eating its own tail um, just, cause, you know, obviously I love wolves. Um, so. I thought that was just off the name alone. I thought that was interesting, but they've got some, uh, some good, uh, artwork as well, um, on their banner and little, they've had some little drops. Their information is a servant of the nameless one. I like how their first image looks like, a like a Geiger esque, um, depiction of the second one looks like a worm, but the first one looks almost like a character standing a mount or a top one. And interestingly enough, and the second one is more of, it reminds me of Chinese calligraphy, that kind of artistic style. So more Eastern. So beautiful art. So give them a follow if you're interested in seeing uh, what lore they try to cook up. Some nameless, n- nameless serpent stands for sure. Yeah. I was about to say, it, it's kind of uh, cool to see people, Maybe getting ready for whatever's coming, you know, if we ever do get to the church or if we ever do, you know, on our on our path to finding the serpent scale, um, you know, there are going to be some who, uh, you know, heed the call of the serpent. And, yeah, that's and being ready for that is a, is, a, is a big step. Yeah, that's something I've brought attention to and, and kind of uh, hinted at or said before that I remember the early days when we first started. Um, you know, and I know this, you know, for people who feel overwhelmed by this is a lot of information and it feels like it's too late to join, it might even be better to be coming in now because in the early days, um, even though you were here for the beginning and that's all exciting, um, you know, it really felt like there was Mother Agora, um, you know, and the Church of Her and then the Dark Blades and like that was pretty much it, you know, I mean, and, you know, the, the Concord of Research popped up and obviously with the field notes and um, but the, it, it really just felt like, you know, maybe there was two sides. Well, we always knew about two, that there was the worm, um, but there was, you know, not really much to go off of there. And so it felt like there was just these two factions, Mother Agora, the serpent, or you're kind of neutral with chaos. And now things have expanded. I mean, there's the Furies, there's the Artificers, the Grand Jesters, um, you know, and, and there's obviously guilds like the Decrepits. Um, and, uh, Decrepits? Decrepits? Like- yeah, decrepits, man. They they go pretty hard, um, but yeah, it's. I don't know. It's it's just. I, I I'm kind of glad that we keep on unraveling and unearthing more because you know maybe you came in, you come into this, and you don't really resonate with any one group. But um, the more you know, factions, concords, the more we learn about the seventeen or just other sides. Maybe you might find some. You know, you, you might feel as passionate. Basically, is is a council of six feels about the decrepits <laughs> towards another faction yeah right on i mean uh, yeah i i kind of i, I kind of 
I really enjoy being part of a concord. There's something like, you know, I'm playing this game with that kind of purpose and intentionality that I find very enjoyable. And I, and I wish that for more people. I think, I, and I agree with you, the more concords um, that get revealed, I think the more satisfying the experience becomes for the individual. Not everybody needs to dive in and be, you know, a crazy fanatic for their concord or anything, or like, you know, dedicate a ton of time, but just having the, you know, the philosophy back, you know, the, the ethical and philosophical back backing of your Concord as part of the way you play this game and the choices you make uh, definitely adds some texture to it. Another um, person that <clears throat> popped up this week or well came under our radar, but has been around for since August, actually, I noticed multiple letters. Um, and again, this, this kind of a highlights different ways too that you can participate if you feel so inclined to, you know, be LARPing on Twitter like us nerds, um, you know, and you don't have to go all out like to the levels of, uh, you know, Josiah where, where, where Julian Tryhard is now um, where the dark blades have grown into or where Merlin is, you could start off very, you know, simple um, and, and keep it easy with just even writing text on Twitter to taking it maybe to this next level where Sovin the Silent is uh, dropping these letters. And each one um, has had different kinds of, like, it's a, it's been kind of like a riddle to solve what it says. Um, you know, some of the earlier ones were Morse code. Uh, and then this this more recent one, which timed up with, with Rita and her kind of going crazy, um, I think was just a matter of taking the last letter of each of the, the, you know, from each of the words and putting it together, and the twins solved it with uh, "Rita is not what she seems" was the clue that was hidden there for Sovin the Silent. Yeah, it, interesting character for sure. Obviously, his Wagdai PFP is one of the rarer ones. Um, what's that one called? Something of the Serpent. Um, but I, 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 I myself had the idea of making a soothsayer account, right? Where you make these wild predictions and then kind of see where it goes. But Sovin, I, I'm looking for some spicy, some spicy tea. I, I want the spicy stuff. Be wild. Looking forward to it. Um, last, any, anybody who's, oh, I was just going to say, anybody who's looking to catch up on community characters or uh, for a good place to post their own, um, in the community Discord, there is a dedicated LARP channel um, where you can, I, I highly recommend anybody who's doing character development or Concord development, um, it is the place to go and, you know, it kind of gets aggregated there, self-aggregated. There's no, we're not picking and choosing. It's just, you know, everybody can post there and you can see what everybody's cooking up. Oh, and speaking of which, um, thank you for reminding me, King, is we also have a in-character only um section of the discord and there's the forsaken lands and Ouroboros, um besides being on twitter has made a little appearance into the discord itself now just earlier today um about five hours ago <laughs> uh so that was that was kind of a cool cool to see so there's the forsaken lands which is in character only so you're only speaking as your character you only know what your character knows you know um try and keep out of the, the meta uh, and then, um, but the, the LARP section that King was referring to, I think was originally supposed to be for just that. And I, I didn't understand that <laughs> um, early on. And I was using it to basically grab links and highlight different people I saw LARPing on Twitter. And that's kind of now what it's become. <laughs> um, so, yeah. 
And uh, speaking speaking of which, um, somebody who I just saw in that the LARP channel was another person we wanted to highlight, a newer member to the community, but you know has been around now with us for almost I'd say a month, um, maybe three weeks, which is Radicon and uh, he, the chaotic, and he came he came in pretty hot right out right right out the gates, hungry for our uh, Chamber of Secrets section in the Discord where you solve. Usually we'll post um, any riddles we see on Twitter, whether it's from main main account or other characters. But uh, Radicon is coming to, uh, it seems, five different uh, artifice crystals and um, and is and has uh, been giving those away. Well, you know, not just willy-nilly to anybody, but right out the gates, somebody who was long overdue, which was uh, Prince of Ham, who's responsible for the world of Wagdai map, um, I think received his first artificial crystal from Radicon. Yeah. And Radicon still, uh, he's still busting around as uh, actually, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to say that. Um, just the healer is still active on the Twitter scape. Still conducting his experiments and utilizing frogs, much to the chagrin of the twins. The twins isn't here. Otherwise I would ask him to come up and share his thoughts more bluntly about how that's going. But um, if you're keen on watching uh, a more medicinal-oriented character do their work in the Forsaken Lands, definitely uh, keep on top of just the healer's post. I think that's it for uh, the main storyline and community characters uh, host in the studio. Awesome. Well, we can take advantage of uh, Council of Six and her silence being up here for the next section, which is a Conclave talk. Um, and to kick things off real quick, and I know I've been uh, kind of hogging the mic, but WIP9, which was the Community Recognition Awards, which was originally proposed by Josiah. Um, props to you for coming up with this idea. I, I don't actually, Josiah. Do you want to tell people what this what this is and how you came about this proposal, which recently passed? Yeah, it's the one with the talks, right? With the tokens. Yeah, 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 yeah. Talks, yeah, 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 sorry. Token of Concord. I got that. Right? So, um, yeah, I just, I, I spoke about this last time too, but I, I really love how the two decided to go about kind of dispensing these uh, these Wagdite airdrops, the tokens of Concords. And I, I really saw it as a duty of the community to kind of continue continue that circulation of them. Um, that's why I really loved when, you know, Rita's machine was passing them out, when King passed his to Radicon and then Radicon gave his to Ham. I think it just strengthens and enriches everyone's experience of it. So I uh, I put up the proposal for um, six talks to be given out to community members at the discretion of the elected conclave representatives um, every cycle, every term, which is six weeks. So the community just passed that. So um, the last update from Aculus was that there they have the artists working on the design of the the new conclave talk, and um, after that's done, they're going to drop a batch of thirty six to a new uh, gnosis safe that's controlled by the conclave reps. And uh, as soon as they receive that, they can start um, you know identifying community members who they feel um, is actively contributing or whose participation is enriching the Wagda experience. So really interested to see how it goes, you know, because it does have a highly subjective nature to it and, you know, who they choose. That was intentional because it was pretty unavoidable, right? So I wanted to double down on it. So if you don't like who Wolf gives 
who both awards this talk to, you go take it up with him. If you don't like who Brennan gave it to, you go take it out with him. So um, highly experimental to some degree, but I think it's it's a really good step forward to kind of, you know, recognize you guys and what you guys are doing for Wagdai. Also, it was really well thought out in the, the mechanic that you set it up too, because so we're receiving, um, the Gnosis Safe is going to be receiving 36 of these tokens, but we can only award them six every six weeks when a term is about to end for the the current conclave reps and on top of that those conclave reps cannot award any of these tokens to any of each other so you know this doesn't end up as a way where at the end of our term we all turn and go okay I'm going to award it to Council 6. Council 6 could award it to um, Her Silence. Her Silence could award it to me. And, you know, like, you know, and circle around that way. Um, it's, it's yeah, it was purposely set up that way uh, to avoid those kind of things and also the other parts that Josiah just briefly mentioned on. Um, I'm pretty excited to see how this plays out. And, you know, I think one thing is we know that is, you know, it's it's really hard for obviously the devs to, keep track of and see everything that everybody's doing. Um, this means, you know, this gives an opportunity for the community members who have a, a good bird's eye view on things. And if you're a conclave rep and you don't know who to award it to, you could, you know, you have the chance to just pass and not do it, but you could also, you know, communicate with the, the community and some of the more active members to maybe get an idea of who you might want to um, award your token to. I'm just looking forward to, uh, like, it, it's it's our Conclave's Concord, you know? It's our opportunity to, to, to choose amongst ourselves, you know, who is worthy of, of recognition, et cetera, rather than having to, like, you know, wait for the, the two. I think that the community's got more eyes, so they're going to see, you know, things that aren't, you know, necessarily witnessed by the two. And I think that's a, a really strong feature of it. Uh, more opportunity for, you know, smaller acts or less noticeable ones to get uh, recognition um, so that everybody can kind of like, you know, have their, have their due, have their take. Owen, oh, before we um, dive into more Conclave talk, I just got word that we need to uh, give a moment for one of our sponsors. Struggling to grow hair like mine? Have I got news for you? With my patented Dye Another Day shampoo and conditioner set, you will feel her power of light course through the strands of your hair. For the unbeatable price of 666 Concord coins, you can, possibly, prolong the inevitable. Consult with your witch doctor to see if Dye Another Day's 2-in-1 urine shampoo and conditioner is right for you. Side effects may include and are not limited to nausea, vomiting, loss of consciousness, hair loss, and death. Additional common side effects include upset stomach, dry mouth, and drowsiness, rebirth and second death, life-threatening hospitalization, disability or permanent damage, exposure prior to conception or during pregnancy will cause birth defects. Ask your local health druid professional about any possible side effects and what, if any steps should be taken to reduce the risk when you are using Dye Another Day products. That was our uh, sponsor, Die Another Day Shampoo. I'd like to shout them out once again. Thank you for making this possible. Um, Her Silence, Council of Six, how did you feel about this uh, this week's Conclave meeting and 
pretty much all we really had to talk about was this proposal on converting to USD. Yeah, I mean, I think we also talk about quite a few things like potential proposals we'd like to see come through, uh, potential new activities we'd like to surface to the rest of the organization. Um, and so, I mean, we did talk about the, the ETH conversion and my perspective on it is pretty simple is um, you bet on the platform you're built on. And, um, and the idea is that any entry below all time high is still a good entry. And so I think we can leverage ETH going to higher prices in the future. And so having some exposure to that um, is not a bad thing. Just make it simple. Um, but yeah, I think we always have some good conversations. One of the things I've been really trying to focus on is um, how do you grab, like, how do you get more attention from a narrative and lore perspective, which, I mean, all these projects are, are doing that, but is there a simple hook that we can provide people to tap into? And now I've, I've been talking about POOPs and I just linked you that Otter uh, Soulbound token thing. That seems really cool. Um, so hopefully can dig more into that and what that could look like for WAGDAI members or potential members, but yeah, it's, it's always, it's always fun. I mean, I'm into the, to getting some ETH. I've, I've been, I've been into it for a while. I don't know how much, I don't know what, what price to buy at. That's not my expertise. Um, but I do know we need some for operations. So it's, it's a no brainer that we have this coming to, to, to vote inevitably. Um, I think it just needs a matter of consideration and time and you know whatever the community is comfortable with yeah and for those who don't know conclave.fateofwagdai.com um, is where our discourse is and where these proposals are drafted um, the community works on them together you know and us conclave reps all we do is we help prepare them um, and get them ready to move to a final proposal once once they, they you know they seem ready and then again, it's it's on the community to vote whether or not these things pass. And this one in particular, uh, we've had a lot of different ideas and numbers thrown out. We want to limit it to just one. Um, there's a poll in the, in the conclave between 10%, 15%, or 20% um, is how much we're going to convert to Ethereum. And uh, if you could go and choose one of those, because when this thing is going to become a final proposal... We just want it to be simply for, against, or abstain. So we're going to choose just one of those and not have people, you know, vote between those three and yeah, yada, yada. Um, some other things that I wanted to real quickly on Conclave before we wrap it up was uh, I, I noticed that King has been updating us on the progress of the podcast. He's scripted, I think, up to episode six. That's right. Yeah, we've got um, episode six has been all written. I did not expect these episodes to extend in length. They went from, from like, uh, you know, five-minute episodes. I think these are going to be 10, maybe 15 minutes a piece, but there's a lot of content to cover, and there's, like, no easy narrative break in the saga of Euler's uh, torture or capture. You know, you need to tell that whole story all in one go and everything, so it's just, it is what it is. Um, they're off being recorded right now, Um and uh, we've been fortunate enough to have Pandira uh, joining us. Merck was our original audio editor, and he, uh, you know, he, he decided he, he couldn't do the project anymore. So Pandira stepped up. Um, to, I see, oh, I see you in the audience um, to fill that uh, gap, um, which we're very, very grateful for. Um, uh, you know, my, my audio production skills are acceptable, but uh, I'm, I've, I've, I'm much looking forward to having somebody who's, who's qualified to do it, um, tackling that. 
Um, in terms of other podcasts, the update, uh, this show that you're hearing now um, is currently being syndicated on Spotify. Um, and we've just submitted for pretty much every other platform in existence. So um, I'm still kind of contemplating, you know, if there needs to be some sort of page or whatever to link you to all the iTunes and the Pandoras and the whatevers um, for how you get your, your, your podcast or what we're just going to focus on the Spotify link, but um, it's out there. If people want to find it, they can find it. And we've got two shows now under, under one artist's name. So, uh, you know, it's uh, it is there is something here now, which is which is quite cool. We're we're taking hold a foothold, a strong foothold in that space. Awesome, and also Josiah, I know that you've been working hard with the Wagdai Artist Guild. Is there any um, updates you can share about that? Yeah, I'm actually I'm really excited about this one. Um, I feel like it's been pretty low key ever since passing, but. You know, shout out to King for having the idea of basically forming a panel of artists within the community and from their works, creating an official community artist collection. Um, I've been working on it pretty darn hard. Um, and I think we're going to try to aim for making a quote unquote press release next week. Was intended for this week, but we just had so much going on with the Dark Blade Guild spaces and the riddles, and then obviously this new space happening tomorrow. Um, so we decided to push it till next week. But um, yeah, just a, a brief preview I just pinned to the top. So really looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, we have on the starting panel for this season. The season is right now. It's it's kind of a loose give or take three months, and we can see how that goes. Um, you have myself, you have Brennan, shout out to Brennan, he's here, I see. Uh, Rolinorama, uh, Rolsync is his Twitter handle, you can see him down there too. And then Lost Cowboy, um, who's not in this space right now. So that's the panel of four. But uh, yeah, we're waiting on the contract, who's, um, that initiative is being fielded by Tenacity, and he's working hard. You can see his conversations and updates with uh, Iculus and some of the some of the other dudes uh who know all about that stuff in the conclave chat um but yeah awesome and who who designed this this logo that you pinned up at the top i did i'm very proud of it <laughs> wag d artist guild yeah w-a-g so obviously yeah. it utilizes uh she who smiles as the a pretty cool i was gonna say too for wow i that oh my i didn't even realize that um but you, you also uh, did this awesome logo work for the Wagdai Weekly as well, too, right? Was that all you? Yeah. I, I, yeah. Yep. I, I thought about asking Rolina Rama to create a custom Wagdai, you know, the, the one with the headphones and the hoodie. But I was like, he's doing so much already. And he's still working on his first piece for the uh, Y collection drop. So I was like, let, let me just Frankenstein something. Right on. Well, it all looks good. Awesome. And um, one last little thing about the Conclave that I, you know, would be, it'd be unfortunate for me to skip over this is that we did have um, Iculus the Keeper just randomly, you know, without any warning, drop this, um, where is that? Uh, the Wag Dice, <laughs> which is something, you know, he kind of teased it out and uh, I am not seeing it in there. I, I swear. It's yeah, I saw it earlier too. Yeah, 
Is it not there anymore? Let's take a look. Found it. Okay, so introducing Wag Dice on-chain, verifiably random dice rolls. Um, hello, citizens of the Conclave. Today, a new tool has appeared. Wag Dice is a simple building block that might not be exciting on its own, but will be leveraged in interesting ways in the future. Um, for instance, you know, we've already seen these on-chain dice rolling and uh, such mechanics used for our questing, our tournaments, etc. Shout out to um, OX Thriving and OXG. Um, but so this, we will also be rolling out a graphical dice roll tool on fadeofwagdai.com. So the website's going to be getting this awesome feature. Um, there's also been a contract that's been shared and is here open for all to use. Um, and it's utilizing Polygon, which I thought was really cool. Shout out to, you know, Layer 2s and ZKs. Um, I'm all about that. So, <laughs> But uh, all of our community builders are encouraged to use this contract in any way they see fit. And it gives you the functions, lets you know why Polygon. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, gas and link cost, which the using the new VR, VRF, I'm, that's, um, that's Chainlink. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, um, verified random something or other I think is I don't know I just I remember that there was a project I worked on a while back that that was used that for the you know for minting mechanics um, to actually have true randomness uh, early on last year when it was like this big deal and now it's I think more common but um, anyways all all exciting stuff and it's in the under the general section of the conclave thread. And will soon be on the fadeofwagdai.com for us to use. Yeah, that 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 is Chainlink. It's a Chainlink verifiable random function, I believe, and it is a um, it generates um, true random generation as opposed to like people used to do like mechanisms based on blocks and things like that. Like this is actually you know random, which is cool. And the fact that we don't have to pay the link is pretty, pretty neat because it does actually have a link cost. So that's uh, generous. And I'm really looking forward to seeing all the different ways in which that can, that can be used, um, you know, uh, through the thriving system or whatever else is to come. There's a lot of need for randomization and dice rolling. You know, it's a very RPG style project. Um, so having that kind of stuff is going to be really useful. Uh, and I'm looking forward to making use of it myself. We've got something coming up soon um, that, that will need it. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So for this last section, um, community highlights, and I see uh, Prince Hamdo coming up. Um, well, I would like to say before I, before we dive into this, that, you know, feel free to reach out to um, King, Josiah, or myself throughout the week if you see anything that you think we might have missed, um, some of the stuff that we're doing is uh, welcoming newcomers and community shout outs. So if there's anybody that we missed, you know, um, we're doing our best and we can, we can always improve. Um, two, two newcomers that I want to welcome right off the bat are uh, OX, Navi, and D-Real. These are people that we saw come into the Discord and, you know, we just seemed really excited to be getting into WagDie. Um, and, uh, you know, that's all it takes. And you get to be part of our welcome newcomers. So, 
another person that I just saw today, freshly in the Darkblade Guild server, and I don't know if I'm allowed to do this, but uh, too late, um, is Banner Cajun, is, is how their name, I don't know how their name's pronounced, but they, they're somebody who has been paying attention to this project from afar, and just, you know, something pulled them in. I don't know if it was the Darkblade Guild space with with julian or what but uh that's where they 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 popped up in and um this isn't from the crow's den i'm not leaking any private secrets this was in the shadows where you know as long as you have a any kind of wag die you're you're welcome to go to that part of the discord um but uh, i just saw them in the dbg uh server and they 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 seem very excited to be diving in and something that uh, i think king you would appreciate was they said something along the lines of you know i think i'm just gonna have to go jrl token on this bitch and you know, start reading. So I pointed them to your uh, Wagdai, uh, dot wiki slash intro that you wrote up, and as well as the awesome story summary. Let's go deep lore time. Honestly, there's enough content there. Like somebody could just like you know spend a week enjoying a good book and like have that satisfaction there. It's all there now, man. Before I throw it to you, Fate, um, I I want to say one more. One last person. I don't know if you're brand new, but I just saw that you picked up a really awesome wag die with, uh, you know, it had the Cyber's Brace or it could have been the Worm Lord's Vestige, you know, and it had the the, the wise beard. Um, so congrats to a Whiplash1982 on that fire pickup. That was a pretty badass looking wag die. Um, and what's up, Fate? <clears throat> oh, my God. I can't talk. My uh, My voice is gone. Can you hear me right now? Uh, you sound like your voice dead. is definitely gone. You're dead, dude. Yeah, you're already dead. You're I, dead. I Are you talk. LARPing or for serious? No, I can't talk like seriously. I don't know how I lost my voice. Jeez. Oh, dude, it's better in your accent, though. Okay, yeah, thanks. Thanks a lot. I'm just joking, dude. I love um, it. I'll just try to. No. Yeah, no, it's not gonna work this week. Never mind. I'll just shut up. I'll, I'll come back next week. Well, also, oh, also dude, feel whisper. free to. We can hear you. We can hear you. Like, yeah, go ahead. I'm gonna write it in the comments. Awesome. I, I was gonna recommend that. <laughs> um, some other shout outs besides now fate for that awesome what we thought was a LARP, but I guess it is for real. Uh, I want to give a shout out to one of our one of my favorite early on characters. The first time I saw them, I think wasn't even on Twitter. It was in the Wagdai Wiki, which was uh, Bussin Boy, and uh, Bussin Boy made a return this week with Rita. Um, when Rita seemed to be going a little crazy, Bussin Boy showed up in the comments, uh, you know, taking responsibility for that and saying, "Hey, Rita, I'm sorry about last night. You know, uh, please hit me up." Like. <laughs> It just kind of added a little humor and a uh, good old bussin' boy for real, for real. No cap. Also, um, Poof, uh, we saw you gave out uh, ten wag dies uh, this this week. Uh, I think there was just a kind of like a first come first serve, come and get them type thing. Um, and then um, I'm gonna let King dive into wagdie.nets recent feature um which also leads into a space that's coming up at the end of this week yeah we've got um uh, added added its own dice rolling mechanics which i think are going to be used for the oxg game 
but they are available to everybody. I have no intelligence on how the randomization works, but the system is there. Um, if you go to wagdie.net, you can also you can you can get some on-chain dice rolling. Um, and I, you know, depending on, I don't know which, which one I'm going to use, whether it's that one or the, the new contract, um, for Fate of White Guy. Um, but this Friday at 8 p.m. EST, uh, we have a spaces duo, um, between, uh, Wag Guy and, uh, uh, Gene underscore Sis from the, the, the uh, uh, it's, uh, it's like an anime based characters. Um, they decided to throw down. Um, uh, they wanted to challenge us to a fight, so we're gonna have a straight up duel. Winner take all. Community is going to be getting, uh, you know, either community will be getting the uh, the prizes and giveaways. Um, yeah, so stay tuned for news in the Discord about that, um, and uh, join the, you know, Razum. Please, please Razum. They're very confident, uh, and and I don't think they they should be because. We're all gonna die. We know it. We've accepted it. Uh, you know, so we're we're ready for it. And I don't think they are. Um, but yeah, that'll be Friday, eight PM EST. Uh there's links in the Discord um for the spaces it's already set up. Just set your reminders and show up and you could win um some stuff. They've got a, a pretty solid floor price too, so it's uh you know, we could if we're not gonna burn it, we could uh, you know, make some profit. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, did you guys um, – go sorry, ahead. Hosea. Um, I pinned what Fate wanted to say, I believe. He said, follow the Wagdai bot. It just gives, gives updates about who's buying Wagdai. If you check the OpenSea account and there's a Twitter attached, add them and give them a warm welcome. That's a very good point, Fate. Always such community-minded dude. Very good point. We'll have to do that. Um, there's actually a guy named Roger who bought a – Badass wag diet. I guess he's new too. He was in the space here earlier. I was thinking maybe we could shout him out, but he left. But I'll pin his little post as well. He's in Singapore. Love it. What do you have in the background? Something bacon. Yeah, that, that was that was pretty loud. I um thank you, her silence. I was I I pinned that as well, and I was going to to read it. Um, I also saw that fate was talking about the, their conclave proposal that they want to make um, of every Wagdai community member gets a Discord Nitro for free for portraying different characters and other benefits. Um, so, I, yeah, I look forward to you writing that proposal and getting it up in the discourse so we can see what people have to say about that and work work that one out. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I was just wondering, like, what was, like, people's initial reaction because... It's not just to portray different characters in the library uh, Discord. It's also to, like, uh, basically kind of form a relationship with Discord, an official one, where we might be able to get uh, Nitro memberships on bulk discount. Man, I, I want to make a bell-in joke here. I've, I've never been so excited in my life. I, 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 I think I gathered the gist of it. Uh, I don't know. I, I like I like free things. So uh, you know, if we can foster a relationship with the uh, with the platform that we use quite regularly, uh, I think that would be pretty solid. So I'm all for oh, it. Oh yeah, it's, it's a beautiful idea, man. It's a beautiful idea. 
it's also just an incentive for like, you know, being a wag die member. I thought, fuck yeah. You know, uh, other than that, uh, yeah, that's all I have to say because I'm not going to try to talk more. Well, thank you. And um, definitely get that proposal up there in the proposal section as a proposal idea so we can start sharing our, our ideas. And, you know, that's a lot of proposals. They start off at, like with a really good intention and a, a good idea, and then they become an even better idea worked out over time. Um, you know, you don't need to right out the gates, be somebody who is going to drop a proposal that lays out all the costs, the benefits, and, you know, like, Sometimes all of that gets worked out while, while we're working on the proposal together as a community in the comments and going through it in the discourse. And then it becomes, you know, a final proposal. Um, so, you know, right off the bat, that's that's all I, you know, just thinking on the top of my head that those are some of the things I'm sure people are going to want to see is like, how much is this going to cost? You know, what what are some of the benefits? You've already listed a possible one that, you know, possible ones that could come from it. Um, things like that. And, you know, we you get that to a good place. Uh, then, you know, it really makes a big difference between whether or not a proposal is going to just be voted against heavily or people are going to vote heavily for it, you know, or um, so I definitely look forward to seeing that get worked out in the conclave. Actually, um, I, I, I did have one, one more point. Um, and it was like uh, Cigar, who's the uh, dad for Azuki, he um, kind of periodically like does code reviews on like new nft projects that are minting and he recently did one on uh i think it was like saichuku or something like that but uh within that contract he basically stated that there were functions to go on different quests and go on like uh you know multiple quests and so i maybe could get like the whack die contract in front of his eyes. I'm not saying I, I, I can for 100% sure, but I think it, it, it would be a good exposure for us for uh, basically these devs like, uh, you know, uh, Quid, Cigar, um, other people like that to like look, look at our contracts and be like, oh wow, like you guys have the potential for location staking. You know, no one's really talking about these things in the context of Wagdai, but I feel that Wagdai is like the innovator of a lot of these things. At least that, you know, we came out first with it in some ways. Definitely. There's, yeah, and um, another idea that just popped in my head from what you were talking about is, you know, we have our contract audit squad. We have, we have devs and we have builders within this community. Um, that have been helping contribute to things as well. We could have some of our own devs could be, you know, if, if they felt so inclined, could could do some uh, contract audits or, you know, write, write some threads of their own as well um, and, and start, you know, building a reputation for themselves, help help get them out there, um, you know, once... Once, once they're, once we're, uh, you know, <laughs> I guess we, we don't. I know that they're pr they're pretty busy with work, but um, you know, they could potentially, you know, uh, yeah, it's definitely something. You know, like you said, there's a lot of devs that are active on Twitter, do those threads. I follow OX Quit, um, Bender, Saigar as well. Um, yeah, I think that's there's there's definitely some ideas in there. I, I I like what you're putting out there. 
Yeah, it's good stuff. Um, one last thing in terms of improving things through the conclave. Um, there was the uh, uh, project that Deadness and I have been working on, uh, which is the Wag Guy intro video. Um, uh, last night or night before, I posted um, a first draft script of it that I am not uh, barfing over. Uh, it took me a lot of rewriting to get to this point, but it was uh, it's a hard it's a it's a harder subject um, than I, I had initially anticipated. Um, but that is open. Um, I, it's a Google Doc open for everybody to edit and leave comments on. Um, so please, if that is up your alley, if you're interested in seeing what's cooking there, uh, I really welcome the feedback. Um, I'm I'm not a hundred percent in love with this script yet, and I don't want to start uh, you know see video production on something that we're not all in love with. So um, please hop on the Wag guy and give your feedback if that's something you care about. Um, because it will be moving into production very soon um, and hopefully done shortly after. Awesome. And as you say, Josiah, Council, her silence, you guys, any closing remarks? Got a last, uh, just two community shout outs. <laughs> Someone pinned uh, the top post Telemonian one. It looks like it says his bio says director of Habit Global in Singapore. Looks like he picked up a wag die. That wag die PFD looks like Elizabeth, the which we encountered in the coven. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, also, shout out to Wagon. I know you got your dream wag die or your forever wag die this week, and it's a beautiful one with the Stroud. So very well deserved. Glad you got that. Yeah, that, that wag die that I pinned, um, man, that's one of my favorite skellies, like for sure. Like I saw that and I was like, oh, fuck, I was thinking about buying it. But uh, it was a new member, and he was in here earlier um, for a little bit. And that's why I noticed that. I noticed his PFP. So, um, yeah, I, uh, I told him I actually posted on his deal. And, uh, yeah, man, if we see new people, we should definitely um, hit him up and tell him uh, welcome and invite him to the Discord. Awesome. Uh, Council of Six, uh, King, anybody, anybody else want to add anything before we close out? Uh, nah, man. Just just keep it going. I did propose in chat, I think this was Friday night, I don't know when, about the, uh, the LARP off, the idea that we make a Discord that's anonymous with no email, invite friend only. And the idea is someone has, if you get doxxed, then you get kicked out. And it's the last man standing. Man or woman? Anyone? Anyone interested in the LARP off? Oh, like it's like a like a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We create a private Discord. We circulate the invite just in Wagdai. You have to have a an undoxed wallet with a Wagdai in it, and then you you connect it, and then you introduce yourself, and then we have to figure out how good you are at creating that undoxed wallet. Interesting. Uh, I like where this is going. Uh, I'll be watching for more details in the Discord because I might actually want to play along. Yeah, I think it could be a creative space for people to practice starting from fresh because I actually have never done that. And I was like, oh man, what would it take? This is like when we were trying to chase down that dev account. I was like, what would I do to like create an undocs and like do the Discord and like make it happen? Um, as, as you know, I can barely tweet. So I was like trying to figure that out. And I did figure out how to get a Discord account. If you have a friend Discord server that you invite, that's not a community one. 
and then anyone even without an email can join it, which is kind of cool. So if you just get a – go ahead. This is badass, man. Like let's do this because it's educational and raises awareness of privacy. Like, let's fucking do it. Just don't tornado cash this fucking wallet, whatever you do. Well, yeah, you can do whatever you want. If you want to tornado cash, go ahead. If you're not in the U.S. Uh, jurisdiction, I mean, jurisdiction, juris- jurisdiction, then, I mean, I don't know what your country's laws are. Just don't do it, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> Just don't, don't well, we know that his violence is FBI, so that's probably true. No, there's other ways. Like, like fucking use secret network, man. Cosmos needs some attention. Um, there we go. So, yeah, anyway, I was thinking about this, planning it. We have this event where we kick it off. We are all LARPing. Maybe we start in, like, a voice channel. Like, you know, everyone introduces themselves. We start in a voice channel. We just start. Because even LARPing with your voice, that's hard to do, too. I mean, obviously, we would be able to nail her silence. Probably me, too. Um, Definitely hated by fate now. So we'll have to wait till his voice changes. But, um, yeah, I think it'd be kind (laughs) of (laughs) cool. I think it'd be kind of cool to, like, I'll just maybe someone uses that to create a new community uh, character, you know, that gets spun out of that that woodwork, right? Uh, I don't know. Um, Grove to Treaty. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Go, someone donate him the Grove to Treaty. Let's get going. What do you mean when his voice changes? I mean, like, we're, he, it's not the same now, and it might not be in the same in the future. You mean like? Oh, okay, okay. I thought you meant like go through puberty or something. Oh, that that true too. I have no idea. Oh, that's um, fucked up, man. That's I, mean, I, I, I miss puberty. I mean, I miss puberty. <laughs> I want to. Uh, I want to throw Ham? it to Prince Ham real quick because he's had his hand up patiently. Yo, what's up, everybody? This guy ain't patient. I uh, wanted to come up here and say thank you to everybody who hosted this weekly Wag Die podcast because I think this is a really great thing for the community to give people the opportunity to get together and go through everything that has gone on in the last week and then also have fun and vibe out and make memes and do fun stuff so props to those that are hosting it good job y'all by the way i got a token of the molten heart what do i do i miss everything send it to offlingvault.e and you will be Handsomely rewarded. Literally, don't do that. Literally, you'll get your voice back. Do the opposite of that. The molten heart. My vocal cords. So, um, if you go to the last week's episode of this, um, this this weekly podcast, you it's actually on Spotify. You can go check it out. Um, you'll listen and you can catch up on what happened at Turlo. But and I don't know if we dived into it then and there. Uh, Brennan up here, who uh, Council Six, he received two of them, and so he already gave one to the Fate of Wagdai, um, Dottie, basically our treasury. So we already have the one that we need to power Luda's Silver Compass, um, along with the Stone of Zoe and the Serpent Scale, which we're missing. Um, so that Molten Heart is yours, and you can do whatever you want with it. Um, it's very rare. There's only three of them. Um, well, technically four, but you know, one of them is probably going to be used on that compass. So there's only three in circulation. Um, I, I would, uh, you know, make your own judgments about how you u- utilize that tool. So yes, awfully vault.e and your voice will be returned. Um, but I think 
I think that's it for the show this week, eh? Like, we, we covered everything? Yeah, we try and keep it at a, an hour. Um, we went over by a little bit, but I, I definitely enjoyed everybody who came up in these conversations. Goodbye, traveler. May your journey bode you well. <laughs>